0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1697. Today we're spending some time with the Garage Insider.
1: This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up and get ready for a wild
0: ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Kannapolis, try to say that three times fast, with a very, very cool guy that's put a smile on my face by the name of Lou Santiago. Lou, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride?
1: Oh, yeah, Mark. I'm not wearing my seatbelt. I'm just (laughs) flying down the road by the seat of my pants, man, doing what I do.
0: I know. Well, we'll have some fun. Well, before I ask you this first question and before I properly introduce you, you know, we're recording this on Veterans Day, so I want to say thank you for being of service to this country. I know you're in the U.S. Navy, so happy Veterans Day to you. Thank you so much for what you've done.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I really do.
0: You're welcome. Well, as we start here, I want to ask you, to tell our listeners one little thing kind of give up a little secret here that most people don't know about you Lou
1: um I'm not (laughs) (laughs) left-handed
0: you know I see where this little talk's gonna go today this is gonna be an interesting one I'm not left-handed so tell me why is that Lou
1: well because you know they say the right side operates the left side of your, you know, your brain. Yeah. So I, I guess the right side of my brain is just broken.
0: Just, it just doesn't work at all.
1: <laughs> I married a lefty though, so she covers it.
0: Oh, so together you are a whole. Well,
1: tomorrow, that's... Tomorrow we're a one, you know, that way we're a one brain unit because, you know, like like stuff like paying bills and balancing checkbooks makes no sense to me. So I'm going with that's the right side of my brain because ah. uh, I just don't do it.
0: I see. <laughs> you know, when I was a little kid, I was ambidextrous and I remember teachers forcing me to use my right hand to write because I would use both. And really to this day, I kind of think, why did you do that to me? It'd be kind of cool to be ambidextrous, know, right? you know, but maybe back in those days they thought something was wrong with me, I I don't know. Maybe there was, but... uh...
1: I had a history teacher, Mark, Mr. McDonald, in in junior high school. I'll never forget this guy. When he would write notes on the board, he was ambidextrous. Mm -hmm. So, like, if he was writing a sentence, he would write, like, every third word. So, say, you know, say he's talking about the Revolutionary War, and the sentence is going to be the Revolutionary War started in this, you know, in 1774. He would write the, with his left hand, and then write war with his right hand, and then he'd do revolutionary started, and he would write the complete sentence. Wow. Basically writing every other word with, with each hand, and it would make a full sentence. It was the craziest thing. I'll never forget it. Well, He's the only person I've ever seen do that, yeah.
0: Well, you know, he probably got the, the students to settle down and pay attention because everybody was sitting there marveling at what he could do. So, they Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I, I agree with that.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure that was one of his little tricks. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. Loon, we're going to dive into your life here. Lou Santiago is an automotive fabricator and builder whose career spans decades. He joined the U.S. Navy, as I mentioned, in 1981 as a CB mechanic supporting Navy SEAL Team 8, those magnificent people. He worked as a behavior management technician with children who have behavior challenges. And in 2005, he showcased his talents on Spikes TV Muscle Car, where he hosted for 44 episodes. In 2009, he joined Discovery Channel. The host of Ultimate Car Build Off and filmed eight seasons of the Car Fix Program on Velocity by Discovery. And today he's mastering his own destiny on his YouTube channel titled Garage Insider TV. And Lou's an instructor at Piedmont Community College at his home. We'll be back in just a minute to say a thank you for our sponsors before we come back and talk a little bit more about Lou's life. So sit tight, keep your seatbelts on. I think this is going to be a fun one. Did you know the most damaging thing to your vehicle's interior? is the sun. Those harsh UV rays damage your interior over time. They crack your dash. They fade the colors and the heat makes getting into your favorite ride downright unbearable. My friends at Covercraft have the perfect solution for you. Their sunscreens are easy to use. They take seconds to install and remove and protect your vehicle while parked in the sun. They fold up easily and store away for those times you don't want to use your car cover. I have one for every one of my vehicles and you should too. They come in a variety of colors and options featuring an accordion design that makes unfolding and folding them a breeze. Want to give a gift that keeps on giving? Buy a Covercraft sunscreen for your family members and friends. They'll thank you for it every time they park their vehicle. They're custom made to fit almost any vehicle. Check out Covercraft.com for a huge number of styles, colors, and options. And here's something special from me here at Cars just for you. Use the code YEAH120 at checkout at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. Go to Covercraft.com and use the code YEAH120 at checkout and you get 10% off. You can thank me later. Covercraft, they've got you covered. I found a new way to protect my vehicle. American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collectibles of automobilia and automotive collectibles? If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool automotive collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting us automotive enthusiasts since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI, yeah, that's 866-224-9324 and protect the ones you love. I did american collector's insurance classic car and collectible insurance designed by collectors for collectors just like you and me all right lou we're back and as we continue on this journey that i'm going to call your life sounds like a tv show that used to be on decades ago i was
2: just gonna
1: say i was just gonna say this is your life yeah i've been around for
0: a long time i'm an old guy I would love for you to share a success quarter, a mantra, some kind of saying that has meaning for you. You know, you're a very inspirational guy. You're one of these people that your whole life's been about serving. So I imagine you have some great thoughts in your head here. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires smoking here on Cars. Yeah, Lou, I know you love to drive, so grab the wheel.
1: I firmly believe, my one of my sayings that I've coined, I firmly believe that you need to be too dumb to be scared. And what <laughs> okay. I mean What I mean by that is you have to learn how to do it. Like if you look at something, you can't be intimidated by it. You got to do it. You know, I tell people all the time, if you want to learn how to build cars, you have to learn how to weld because what happens, Mark, is say you come to me and you want me to build you a car. You're going to get my interpretation of what I think you want. And sometimes that works, but sometimes it doesn't because I'm going to do things that you may not. Want to have in the car, but you know you're going by my interpretation, or I'm going by your interpretation. I should say, and I mean I know it's important to keep the contact lines open, but you eliminate a lot of stuff when you do things like learn how to weld. Even though you don't know how to, you have to learn how to, and that's what I mean by you have to be too dumb to be scared. (laughs) If you've never done it, you got to try it. You got to learn how to do it because that's going to give you what you want. And I've said that for years, but I had a guy and and. I've had this happen a few times, actually. But my most recent one was about three years ago in Canada. I was up in Toronto at a car show up there. And this guy comes up to me and he's like, man, I got to thank you. And I'm like, what do you got? And he says, well, you know how you always say, you got to be too dumb to to be scared. And you got to learn how to weld if you want to learn how to build cars. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I'm 55 years old. I sold my marketing company. I went back to school, got my welding certificate. I do high structural steel. But I have a chassis table in my shop and I'm building my own chassis for nice. my car. Nice. <laughs> See, to me, yeah. to me, that makes it all worth it. It just makes it all worth it because he's doing what he wants. He you know, it's his interpretation on his car. And at the end of the day, you have such a huge feeling of accomplishment because you've done it. You know, it doesn't matter what other people say at that point. You did it. Because when they, if they ask you a question about the car, you can answer it. You're not saying, oh, I didn't do that because, you know, I I paid to have the car bill." I mean, I'm not, don't don't get me wrong. I know there's a place for guys that can afford to do that. But if you can't afford to do it, you need to learn how to do all you can, which means you have to be too dumb to be scared.
0: (laughs) I love it. It's a great saying. It's kind of like, you know, be bold. uh, Don't be afraid to fail. Which means you're going to try right. stuff. You've never tried, which is very important right. in life. Yeah, you never know what you can do if you just give it a try. Well, you know, as I mentioned before, your life is, when I look back at your life, it's really been about serving others. Uh, I see that as a trend in you. And you continue this on your YouTube show. I mean, you've had your other TV shows you've been on. So let's talk a little bit about this new venture of yours, somewhat new venture, Garage Insider, if I could say that right, Garage Insider yeah. TV. Tell us all about this. Why you ventured down this path? What you're doing? What your goal is with it?
1: There's a couple of reasons why I started doing it. I've tried doing it a couple other times and it fell apart. But this time, I'm. At, I've, I think I've got 25 videos up. And the reason why I wanted to do it, one was because I got tired of networks and people saying, "Oh, you need to do this. Oh, you need to do that." Yeah. So I got tired of those things. But the other thing was is I've built all this cool stuff for people, done all this cool work for people. And I have no cool car. Oh. I have a bunch, I have a <laughs> You're bunch like of the cool cobbler whose kids are
0: barefoot. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have all this cool stuff rusting away
0: mm.
1: and, and you know, and I've given cars away because I knew I wouldn't get to them. And I've just got, I got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's all there is to it. That's the big reason. And then, The other half of that is, is I get to teach and I can drive the cost of building the vehicles down because I can do advertising. So Mm. there's a couple of different ways that I'm, that I'm skinning this cat just because I got I want to have something cool. I want to have something cool.
0: As I said before, you, to me, seem to be a guy that loves to give back to others and share with others. And that really is, as you've discovered, I've learned it too, that's the secret sauce to having a a wonderful life is when you're helping others and training others. And the things that you've done with, with children that need help and so forth and your service to our great country. You're being in the Navy the garage insider TV tell our viewers who haven't found this yet but now they will uh, what they expect to see what kind of fun things that you're doing there and maybe even where do you want to take it as you move down the road with this project
1: uh, well right now you can find it's on YouTube you mm-hmm. know just type just go into YouTube search bar and type in garage insider TV that's where it is yeah and where I plan on taking it is just building cool stuff mm-hmm. I mean it, it doesn't matter I'm just gonna build if I want to build it, I'm going to build it. I was actually planning on stretching out a 97 Kenworth, p- taking it to 300 inch wheelbase. And I've had to, I've had to put the kibosh on that for right now because the truck is actually, my friend is an over the road driver and he just got a, some kid was, I don't I, I think the kid was texting. When you look at the video, yeah. he swerved at the last second and hit, hit the driver's side front wheel on my friend's rig and he turned up doing a hard left and going through some woods yeah. forty eight forty yards into a field and uh the truck is his truck is totaled now, mm. so the rig that I was gonna stretch the the gentleman who's got me in this this shot that I'm doing my videos at he said that he would sell it, so oh. the rig is actually getting sold to my friend, so I'm having a delay stretching it right now but i'm prob- i'm hopefully next year going to stretch the rig to 300 inch wheelbase wow so i'm going to do stuff like that yeah and my thing is is, you know teaching how to do it because there's a lot of stuff i i I see stuff and i watch stuff and i'm not saying that i know everything but i do a lot of research before i jump into something Mm -hmm. and you know like, like i know for a fact with the rig thing there's a company called pg adams they recommend a specific welding wire, if you're going to MIG weld it or, or stick weld it, and it's, uh, it's got a tensile strength of 100,000 psi, so it's it's a serious rod. Yeah, no kidding. And <laughs> I know, I know for a fact, I've seen guys they'll just burn the rod that they have in their in their machine. They're not look, they're not using the specific rod, and there's a reason why you want to do that. And there's just stuff like that that I've already researched that I want to make sure that I, I just want to make sure it gets out there, and Why not show it, show how to do it, you know, because there's a hundred different ways to do things. You know, this is the way I do it and this way I know works. So why not show people that and explain what what I'm doing and why I'm doing it? It's like, it's like when you're in English class, who, what, where, when, why, you (laughs) know, I want to give you that information. I want to give you that, that. And that's the thing.
0: Well, you definitely got a a lot of seat time or camera time uh, doing 44 episodes of Muscle Car. I mean, that taught you a lot of things about how to do this. So you're pretty much a veteran when you are a veteran, (laughs) Navy veteran, but a TV veteran. So I would assume that all those years doing that with Spikes TV and then Discovery Channel and
1: Velocity
0: got you. It was all like NBA training, right, for this uh, Garage Insider TV on YouTube?
1: Yeah. And it's, it's pretty funny because when I was doing muscle car, the we had burned through a bunch of directors, me, you know, Jared and I actually did the first 15 episodes together and then we were going to leave, but I I couldn't leave at that time. So Jared left, he went back to rad rides and then we got back together for car fix, but I stayed and did, and did two seasons of muscle car. Mm -hmm. And the guy who finally became my director, Don Cataret, great guy, He's got some serious health issues right now. So, you know, shout out to Don if yeah, he ever hears this. But definitely. he told me, he told me one night, because we used to work seven days a week till two, three in the morning. Wow. It was it was just ridiculous because we were behind the eight ball all the time because we were building, we had such big projects. And Don told me, he said, I'm going to teach you a bunch of stuff because one day you're going to do this on your own. <laughs> and I, and nice. that was long before I ever pondered doing this. Mm-hmm. And he would show me stuff. He taught me like, you know, setting up shots and thinking about what you, and I know ne- you, I would never have thought this, but he said, you have to think of the shot that you're doing the shot that's going to come next and the shot that you did before that shot. Right. Because, you know, it's, it's like, you know, exit stage, right. Well I can't come in from the other side of the screen because it gives you a bad, it gives you a bad edit. Yeah. Something so looks you funny. have to come <laughs> in from, the, right. You know, you, you get, so you just get all this stuff. And you don't think about it unless you do it. So he taught me a bunch of stuff and I use it today. I mean, I'm I'm by no stretch of the imagination and Emmy award winning director, but it definitely helped me out. And I appreciate Don for doing that. And I, like I said, I never planned on doing this up until I got out of ultimate car build-off and then i was like you know i need to try and do this so here i am yeah it worked out it's worked out
0: see don saw a talent in you and being the great guy that he is and a shout out to him for uh i hope things improve and get better for you don Uh, I think it's great. And there you go. Uh, Like I said, it was a big, long MBA training program for you to get to where you are today. Yeah, it's very, very fun. Well, you know, I always like to ask my guests to talk about a big challenge in their life or even a big failure. We all face these things. The really the most important part, though, is what was that lesson that it taught you so that you could go forward. And with that great quote, you need to be too dumb to be scared. I'm sure you've tried a lot of things <laughs> that you've never done before. So walk us through one of those times in your life and then tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your career and your life and your business.
1: It took me six years to get a two-year associate degree.
0: degree oh, wow, okay.
1: Because school is so hard for me. Mm, I see. School is, and, and I mean, I went full time. I went full time for six years and I finally got a two year degree after six years, but I didn't quit. When I, when I went back after I retired, I actually, the, the VA paid for me to go to school. So I turned up using all my voc rehab time because you know, I actually had to get an extension because the guy, my VA guy, Larry York, he was, he was really good to me. He saw that I had so much trouble with school. Mm-hmm. He got me a, an extension. So I was able to get it, but I wouldn't quit. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't quit school. Yeah. It didn't matter to me. I was, I was going to keep doing it because I had, I had to do it. I just, I, and the reason why I had to do it, it actually goes back further than the military. When I was in high school, I, I always had trouble with school. It was always just really hard. And, I remember going to my guidance counselor's office. I hadn't enlisted in the Navy yet. And I went to, I went I went to him and I said, Hey, I what do I need to do to go to Nassau community college? Cause I was out in Long Island at the time. And that was a, that was a community college there mm-hmm. that we were close to. Him, and I said, you know, what do I have to do? And he said, just, just go be a mechanic. That's all you'll ever be. Don't even bother. Don't waste your
0: time. Oh my gosh. What a terrible thing to say to a young person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and you know, and then, before I, you know, I was, I was always in, in trouble doing, you know, just doing stuff I wasn't supposed to do. I turned up going in the Navy. It was was the first office that I came to that took me and I turned up staying in the Navy. I got out for I got out after five years, my dad was disabled. So I went back in, even though I didn't want to, I went back in to try and get him as my dependent. So I turned up staying in the Navy. Mm. And then when I got out, I was like, I just, I told myself, I'm the VA is going to pay for me to go to school. I'm going to school. And it took me six years to get that degree. So wow. it just, it it's just one of those things. Just don't quit. Yeah.
2: That's,
1: yeah. that's the biggest it. thing. Just don't quit. You got to stick with it because no one said it's easy. Right. You know, and, and people can say what they want, but if you don't quit, what what can they, they can't, what can they say? Right. They you're can't, they can't you know quiet. what I mean? They, yeah. Right. Yeah. They, absolutely. What can they say? They, you know, and I've had people say, just stop, don't do it. No, screw that. I'm going to, I got to finish this. Right. You know, it's just the way it is. And in a way it's a detriment because you're, you know, I look at things and sometimes I go, yeah, I shouldn't do it, but I'm going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep trying to get this thing to work. And you could, you could waste a lot of time, but when you, when you make it work, it's not a waste of time.
3: Well, exactly.
1: That's how I look at it. So yeah, it's, that's the biggest thing was six years to get a two year degree and people, and I think I've done pretty good because like I was my wife, I was telling her today, she, there's people, there's people I know that think I dropped out of high school. Mm. I've never dropped out of, you know, I didn't drop out of high school and I got a two year degree yeah. and, and it's just, people are just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's kind of weird. I, it, I don't know. <laughs> well,
0: well, let me ask you this, Lou. Were there things that were creating challenges for you that made school hard for you? You said you maybe were doing some things, misbehaving, perhaps, whatever, when you're young. But were there some things getting in your way that you finally found a way to work through those?
1: Yeah. Um, actually, what happened was the VA guy, Larry, he was... a. Uh, he actually would go. To, he would, he came down from Winston-Salem because that's where the VA office was. He would come down and he would talk to my to the instructors because I you know and they all said flat out that there was something wrong. And then one day I had a if she was an English teacher I can't remember her name she was an English teacher and she had a background in special ed and we had to write a paper. And she gave everybody back their paper after she graded it, except for me. And when the, and when the bell rung and we were leaving, she said, I need to talk to you. And she handed me my paper and she said, you have a learning disability. And I looked at her kind of baffled because no one had ever told me that. Yeah. Wow. No one had ever, and she and she said, she said, it's severe. And then shortly after that, Larry called me and he and I, I hadn't even had a chance to tell Larry yet. He called me and said, "I'm getting you tested."
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And they sent me to the VA hospital, and and I spent two days getting tested. And basically, information goes in my head, but it doesn't. It just gets. Be, it just becomes a big scrambled mess, and it doesn't make sense.
0: Is it like a dyslexia thing or?
1: it's partial dyslexia mm-hmm. and it, it basically I'm a cocktail of learning, of learning disabilities.
0: Oh my gosh. That's an interesting way to put it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Because it was, it was like, it was like three or four things, but Larry, because he, he saw what I was doing with cars.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause at that time I was just starting to build. I was, well, I wasn't just starting, I was building chassis and I was building front ends. I'm building all this stuff from scratch Because he had seen, because we were talking one day, and I showed him pictures of what I do, and he and he said flat out, he goes, he goes, there's a way around this because you can't you can't do this and not figure out school. Mm, Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. He he said he he goes and he he told us I'm going to help you.
0: Nice. You were so fortunate to have that English teacher and then Larry to help you through this because otherwise. I fear you may have gone through your whole life wondering what's going on in my head. I don't understand why this is happening. And I'll tell you something, Lou. I've told this story, so my listeners bear with me a little bit here. My father lived to be 84. I lost him about three and a half years ago. And he was a really creative guy, he was an architect. I uh, got a four-year degree in college in engineering, uh, was an artisan. He painted, he sculpted, all these different things. And later, much later in his life, he was about 80, he fell and broke his neck. And I was spending a little time with him as he was recovering. I don't know how he didn't die. His doctor said he did the Christopher no Reeve kidding. break. Yeah, just, you know, terrible accident. Well, my dad, we were mentioning something and I was talking about it. I said, hey, I want to get you this book to read while you're recovering. He goes, well, don't get me the book. I don't really read books. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, have you ever seen me read a book, Mark? And I said, what? Because have you ever seen me read a book? And I thought about it and I went, you know what? Come to think of it, no. He said, because I can't read well at all. Right. And Same I went, with me. And I went, what? And he said, yeah, I have a very severe dyslexia. And I went, mm-hmm. you're 80. How come you never told me this? And he said, because when I was a kid, everybody told me I was stupid. Yep. Even my parents. Yeah. Because I couldn't read, I couldn't write well, I couldn't remember things well. And he said, it finally took my grandmother, who noticed something about me and helped me. In fact, she ended up helping him go through college, got him a tutor. He ended up graduating with an engineering degree. How do you do that? Yeah. With that. And he said, you know, I just was always embarrassed because teachers told me I was dumb, my dad, my mom, not so much my mm-hmm. mom, but my dad, you know, why can't you remember things? And I have had a tremendous number of guests on this show who are fabricators, artists, painters, photographers, creators of things who have the same challenge. And it's yeah. it's been the same. And my dad said, because, you know, I have a, an ability to see things in three dimensions that I think some yep. other people don't. And I think that the Lord gave me this one challenge but he helped me in another way with this other talent. Yeah. I have to learn things in a different way. And you are one of the many, many guests who are very creative, especially when it comes to fabricating building that we've discussed this. So I, I can't thank you enough for sharing this because I've got to think I've got so many thousands of listeners that there's somebody out there hearing this that has these same challenges that just hasn't been diagnosed. They don't understand what's going on and they're frustrated and that maybe together we offered them a little... Hope.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and I, I agree. I agree 100% because I remember studying and studying and studying. And then you take the test, you get like a 20 on it. Mm-hmm. And, and the teacher hands you the paper, like, what are you, an idiot? Mm-hmm. I've had that happen. Yeah. But see, here's the problem the problem is, and I, and I saw this when I was working for the school system when kids go to school in the beginning, you know, kindergarten till probably third grade, you know, you're playing with blocks, you're coloring. You're, you're drawing stuff. It's real hands-on. Mm-hmm. So the kids, like me, excel. Yep, You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, exactly. one day, yeah. one day you're in class, and they go, read this chapter and give me a book report. Right. And then you spend the whole night trying to read this chapter.
0: And remembering what you read, yeah.
1: And then you got to write about it. Yep. But you can't remember it, so you can't write it. So, you, So, you know, you're stuck. And then you get to a point, like at about fifth grade, you get to a point where you're tired of being called an idiot. Yeah. You're, tired, you're tired of people laughing at you.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: you have a choice. And I've seen this, and I've lived through it. You have a choice. You can either continue being called an idiot and let the other kids laugh at you, or you start beating their ass.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: You're going la- to laugh at me, you're going to pay a price. Yeah. So th- because what you realize, because what happens, Mark, the mo- you know the, the first couple of times you get kicked out of class, You go to the principal's office and what's the principal do? The worst they do is give you detention. They suspend you. Okay. Well, think about it. I don't have to go back to class. Reward. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I don't, if you suspend me, I don't have to go to school. Yeah. So it's just, but the, and, and the thing is, is you listen to the teachers, especially in college. When I went to school, when I went back to school, they're all there's. You know, people learn different ways. You have people that learn by this, 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 and this. But still, read these three chapters and yeah. give us a book and report. Writers, yeah, they wait just, a minute. Yeah. You just said you're going to help me.
0: Yeah, and they. But don't.
1: that's not it. That but they don't.
0: Oh yeah. Wow. Well, you know what, Lou? Thank you for sharing this with me. It's so important for people that might be faced with this, or have a child, or someone in their life, a friend, seek out some help. My my sister's been a special ed teacher for 35 years. Uh, she knows how to deal with this there's lots of people out there that can help you so if you're struggling with something like this uh seek help it's out there you just need to find the right person uh like lou did right yeah and my father i think it's great well listen let's take a breath we'll take a pause here we come back i want to learn more about your personal passion for automobiles so sit tight let's say thanks to our sponsors and we'll be right back let's step away from the conversation and talk about our charity of choice here at cars yeah america's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto related events, car shows, and drives. Among these nonprofits is Tech Force Foundation, a great organization dedicated to solving the technician shortage that threatens the transportation industry today. By providing career development resources and increasing awareness and enthusiasm for the tech profession, Tech Force is bringing bright young students into the auto diesel, aviation, marine, motorcycle, motorsports, and restoration worlds. To date, they've awarded more than $10 million in scholarships and grants to tech students. And in times like these, I don't have to tell you how essential those techs are. Keeping our delivery and emergency vehicles running and keeping America rolling. To learn more about TechForce or to make a donation to this cause, visit www.techforce.org. You'll be glad you did. Kevin Buckler is a winning racer and team owner of The Racers Group. He has over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24-hour of Daytona, and a win at Le Mans. Kevin realized the racing world is about the people and founded Adobe Road Winery. He and his team have created a winning combination with The Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own with a racing twist. Just like in racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, superb taste, all blended together with a whole lot of fun. There are four carefully crafted blends with race-inspired names, Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. When you purchase all four, you get the entire lineup in a beautifully designed gift box. There's a printed description of the blends inside the box lid, and every bottle is parked in a protective die-cut placeholder. The bottles feature three-dimensional labels, and I promise you'll want to keep them after enjoying these delicious wines. The box is so cool, you'll want to keep it too. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiasts in your life, and I have a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYA, all one word, all caps, at checkout, you'll get $10 off any purchase of wine from the Racing Series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly. Use the code CARSYAT at checkout for $10 off on your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the Racing Series. Go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code CARSYAT today to get your deal. (laughs) Cheers. All right, we're back, Lou, and I'd love for you to share a story that instigated this passion that you have for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car guy?
1: No, I think I was born with it because I've always, I've always loved cars. You know what I mean? The Hot Wheels and, and, you know, all that. I never did model building, but I've always loved cars. Always, always, always loved cars. So I I think, I I think I just have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's It's in the blood. Yeah. But I I can tell you what, what drove it home Mm -hmm. was I had, I had this uncle, he's gone now, but I had this uncle, I think I saw it three times in my entire life. He came over to the house one time, and his girlfriend at the time was named Judy. And Judy had a 69, 442, and it was a four-speed convertible car. <laughs> nice. And Judy took me for a ride. Yeah. And Judy could power shift that thing like it was nobody's business. Wow. Yeah. That's when I knew I had to build cars, because I found, I found that that speed I I think that's what solidified it because I always liked cars but you know I didn't I and I'm the only car guy in my family Oh, okay yeah no one else no one else does cars in my family but me so that that's what drove it home for me that was a that was the moment that made me realize yeah I need to I need to play with cars I need to learn how to build cars and work on them and all that yeah
0: lou got bit by judy there you go
1: oh yeah (laughs) that's all it took power oh yeah she could drive the wheels off that thing man man well yeah
0: what was your first really special car in your life lou that first car you got that you were really really proud of really happy to get
1: 67 impala okay 67 impala was an ss and the car is long gone, but I've, I keep trying to get one, and I can't, I just can't keep one long enough to <laughs> do anything with it.
2: <laughs> well,
0: you know, one of these days, you know, one of these days one of them will stick, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Ah, so. cool. Though it's awesome car. Yeah. Well, I'm going to crawl into your head here, Luke. If you were manifest as a vehicle, you actually came back as a vehicle. This isn't what you want to be. This is all about your characteristics as a human in a vehicle what would Lou Santiago be, and more importantly, why?
1: Well, it would be it would be the car I want to build.
3: Ah, okay. It would be
1: the it would be the '67 Impala. Yeah. And I've always I've always wanted to do turbos before turbos were were cool. So it would be a '67 Impala twin turbo, with the you know with a five speed or a six speed, and just a driver so you know yeah. with, with lots of power that you can just go out and get in trouble in <laughs> because you know big cars i'm a big car guy yeah i i love big cars i love all the old buicks the old chevrolet the big i'm not a camaro guy mm-hmm. I'm not a nova guy I, i'm just you know like the like like a ford like a 67 fairlane it, it's not a big car it's a mid car yeah i'm just not a I'm a big car guy because big cars, I love the way they drive. I love the way they roll down the road. Mm-hmm. They're comfortable to be in. And that's, that's what I, you know, comfort, man. Yeah. It's comfort. It's yeah. all about comfort. Lou's all about <laughs> comfort.
0: Yeah, with a big smile and that contagious laugh of yours, for sure. Very cool. Yeah. All right. We are coming up to the last lap. I'm going to fire off some quick questions, get some quick answers from you. Blips of that 67 Twin Turbo Impala. So here we go. <laughs> Would you share one of your personal habits with me that you believe has contributed to your successes in life?
1: Well, the whole thing about just being too dumb to, to quit. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. the whole thing. That, that's, that's the biggest Yep, never give up. Yeah, too dumb to be scared, I should say. Well, not be scared.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, if I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be?
1: You know, I would really like to meet some of those older guys, like the Chrysler brothers or, you know, Henry Ford. The way I see it is this way. Those are the guys that were really really too dumb to be scared. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Exactly. So someone like that, you know what I mean? Someone like that would be, because you got to stop and think. That whole thought process, you know, like Chevrolet or Ford or, you know I, know, I know the Dodge brothers worked for, for Ford for a little while, and but even them, those guys, or even someone like Elon Musk or, or you know, the guys who invented the first electric cars in, in yeah. the early 1900s, those guys, they're sitting there in the very beginning it's like, okay, there's got to be a better way than a horse and a carriage. Yeah. You think about it. You I know, know what, what I mean? Yeah. There's got to be something. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, let's do this. That to me, those are the guys I would love to hang out with for a little while, just to... Just, just you know, follow the thought process. You know, be a fly on the wall, as it were. I think that would be cool.
0: I would agree with you. I, you know, who comes to mind is the the first person to take a car on a road trip was a woman, right? Earth the bend. She was too right. too See? dumb to be scared to take her two boys, right. On her on her drive, she went 111, 120 miles. It depends on who you talk to, and broke down a bunch of times. She fixed her own car. She made it back. I mean, she started it. I think it's pretty cool. Too that it was a woman, especially that day and age, because women yes. were allowed to do a lot of things. But she was right again. Too, I won't call her dumb because I don't know her, but you know what I mean. Too dumb to be scared. I'm going to do this. I'm going to sneak the car out. My husband won't know what we're exactly. Up to. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, great and so people. You stop and think about it. What what made her? What made her go? Let's get in the car. We're going to go drive. To,
0: yeah, to be so bold. Hey boys, you know what I mean. It's amazing. Exactly. That yeah. see that
1: that to me that's the person i want to meet you know i mean i know she's long gone those are the people you want to meet well you know what made what made her come up with that thought because and it's not like she just drove that 120 miles and you know in a day a little while (laughs) you know what i mean yeah it it was probably a two-day trip back then you know it might have been a whole week you never know (laughs) right you know and it's and it's not like she was just gonna pick up the phone and call her husband and go, oh, yeah, we're on the road. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, no, I know. I mean, just you know? I, that great video that uh, they shot of her going into town and people thought she was a witch, you know, it's like, wait a minute, what's yeah. going on? So yeah, be the bold, the bold, the daring. Uh, there was a great uh, Apple commercial that was all about that, dare to be different, dare to be bold. Well, when, yeah. it comes, when it comes to building cars and automotive advice, what's the best advice someone else ever gave you, Lou?
1: The best advice that someone ever gave me is even a bad mechanic can teach you something. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Cause, yeah. Because he's done it. Well, even, I mean, if he's bad, you know, not you'll learn not to do it.
0: <laughs> well, that's another way to put it. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It, it's
1: yeah. the bottom line. You know, even a bad mechanic can teach you something. Yeah. It's so. cool. It's cool.
0: Well, when it comes to resources, there are so many great resources these days. Is there a, a go to for you?
1: Oh, yeah. You know what? it's funny because I still do books you even do? though i'm, good I'm for a, you. even though I'm a horrible reader, even though I'm a horrible reader, I find old motor manuals and stuff like that because of the pictures.
0: Ah, there you go, yeah.
1: I taught myself how to build automatic transmissions with a twenty dollar a t s g book
0: <laughs> there you go and that's
1: how I taught myself how to build automatic transmissions nice, nice. yeah so i I have a pretty good library of yeah. books because of the pictures, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, you know, well, it goes back to what you said. People learn differently. Like I learn better by watching videos or seeing uh, pictures versus reading. It's just how my brain kind of works. And you know, I was going right. to mention under resources here. Obviously, YouTube. I've learned, like, I learned how to podcast, watching YouTube videos. I learned how to build, yeah. my own, build my own website, watching YouTube. I learned how to wire my modem hardwired into my computer so that I didn't have to deal with Wi-Fi because it was causing problems. So uh, yeah, but uh, but books obviously are great. And nowadays, of course, there's audiobooks. My wife is listening to audiobooks yeah. all day long. I think it's because she doesn't have to listen to me, but uh, she has earbuds in her ears all day long listening to books. So uh, yeah, most definitely. Well, you know, I was going to mention, because now that we know about book books and you, but is there a book that you might recommend to our listeners?
1: I actually listened to The Art of War. Ah, I did that. I thought that was pretty neat. And, uh, but, but I mean, as far as books go, I've only read two my entire life. So well, I, I'm you know that's where audiobooks are so <laughs> I mean, wonderful.
0: I mean, you know, audiobooks are awesome. I like listening to audiobooks when I go for walks, or if I'm working out, or working in the yard, or working in the garage. You know, it's just and some of them are really fantastic, especially when you get into great voices who are sharing the story with you. They can paint the picture for you. So, uh. but The Art of War, there's a classic one, definitely, and it works yeah, in a lot of different yeah. things. Well, I'll remind our listeners. Yeah, it does. You can find all these great resources Lou's been so good to share on the Carja yeah! website, on his own page on Carja. Yeah! Just type Lou Santiago right into the search bar, and that page will pop up. All right, Lou, we're almost there. We're up to the checkered flag. This last question, though, can be a bit of a doozy. You maybe have already answered this, but we'll see where we go. I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car today. Anything you want. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what it costs. So what am I buying for you today, Lou? A
1: 1950 Studebaker Champ
0: okay we went somewhere else uh you trick you tricked me you tricked me so so what is it about the the 50 Studebaker baker champ very I, I don't think anyone else on this show out of sixteen hundred and ninety seven people have said that vehicle what is it about that car
3: it's just a cool car
0: well of course i mean it looks like a spaceship with you know like bright sight right. in the middle cool of a nose and it's just art deco-ish you know kind of into that art deco period now now would you have it uh, why am i even asking it this way i was going to say would you have it stock or would it be a little bit customized i think i know the answer
1: i'd do a tube chassis yeah you know 18s and 20s all the way around slammed like four inches off the ground yeah i'd do it yeah
0: yeah well (laughs) my good friend art morrison here in the pacific northwest he's been a guest on the show he could help with a chassis but i have a feeling you might even build your own right
1: yeah, I'd build my own. Yeah, because I—I I, that's what I do.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, and, and before I forget, I learned something when I was with the school system, Mark, and yeah. it works for me and it actually helped me. Uh-huh. I had this te- this teacher I used to work with, Mr. Hand, Alan Hand was his name, and he had read somewhere that some people that are dyslexic they respond to either yellow lenses, red or green. Really? Yes. If I wear yellow glasses, when I read, the yellow lenses turn probably half of the letters back right side.
0: No way. I've never heard that. Yes. Seriously.
1: Yes. I don't know where he learned it at, but I tried red and green and it didn't work. I, and I and like if I had to do VOs, I would wear yellow glasses. And wow. it made a huge difference. Yeah.
0: I've never heard that. I I mean, I I don't have that challenge, but I've never heard that. I'll have to ask my sister about that because she's done a lot of studying on dyslexia and helping kids with dyslexia, even adults and so forth. So very interesting. I'm glad you added that. That's a very, very interesting thing. Well, Lou, you have taken me on a great ride today. I want to thank you for making this so much fun. You definitely have a contagious laugh. You're such an awesome guy. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Now, before I let you go, though, would you offer our audience one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down the sunset into the sunset in that 1950 studebaker champ
1: (laughs) the best advice i can give is just don't quit yeah don't quit that's the best advice i can give you
0: yep that's a sure way to fail is by quitting otherwise just don't quit exactly now how can people follow along with you in your life i know you got your youtube page garage insider on youtube that's one way right
1: yeah, and then I have an Instagram page, it's Garage Insider, okay. and uh, and really, I mean that—that's. I'm not that big on the internet because I I, I know it's important if you know because you have to do the advertising thing. Yeah. I, I know that and understand that, but if I'm not making sparks, I'm not doing what I want to do. So <laughs> I prefer I prefer to make more sparks than do the social thing well you're smart guy you know yeah
0: you're better off for it i'll tell you Uh, especially this day and age it's gotten kind of wild and crazy out there
1: Oh, I know. It's just ridiculous. I'll make
0: sure I put links to everything, every way you can find this uh, marvelous guy named Lou Santiago on his Cars yes show notes page. Uh, check him out on YouTube. Uh, join him on Instagram. Have some fun there. I want to do a shout out to Tori de Blasi for introducing me, kind of bringing us together. Tori's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, ki- a guy. really yeah. kind of him to do that. Listeners, again, you can find everything on Lou's show notes page. Lou? Thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your amazing life with the Cars Yeah! listeners. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Later, Mark. Been really fun. If you're listening to Cars Yeah! you probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund?